Estrada's podcast. Hello. Nice to, <laughs> nice to have everyone join us. My name is Raphael. And, and I'm Michaela. This is my lovely wife here. Thanks. And <laughs> we are recording our first podcast. And, uh, you know, with our goal or purpose for this podcast is that we hope to inspire and to motivate or encourage and just help other married couples that go through similar, you know, problems or challenges or just going through everyday experiences to feel like they're not alone, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is there anything else you think you can add? Um, it's okay if you repeat what I said too. Okay. Um, yeah, I think like uh, the hope and the goal for this is just to um, be relatable. I think that we want to find community and we're creatives and we work from home. And I think it's good to talk about, you know, different topics in marriage and like make it known and make problems known and um, talk about them and discuss them and hopefully like you know it could help someone else who's um, maybe going through something similar or I don't know something that like maybe you're maybe you're single and you're thinking about getting married Maybe this can, like, help you kind of prepare for that season of life. Maybe we can uh, base this first episode off of that problem of, you know, you just got married. And so now what? (laughs) You know, you kind of feel alone. Or, you know, maybe you had a lot of support for your marriage. I would say, what, did we have a lot of support for our marriage? I would say we had a lot of support. I would support say... Support from, like, family and friends and things like that, right? Yeah. I think that we had, a, like, a good support system around us kind of telling us, you know, things that we could be doing better and um, offering up advice. We had a lot of um, older couple, like, not old couples, but, like couples that were farther along in their marriage kind of pouring into us and giving us guidance Mm -hmm. and where do we meet those people we met them at church (laughs) and you think would you think that played a big role in our marriage as far as like our success in our first year of marriage i would say so i think like having like what do you like what do you mean exactly like going to church or like our faith or like having couples around us like in our first year to kind of guide us yeah I guess we can start there is like first of all we were at church because we we're both Christians we met there and that's where we met but um, I guess we'll, we can dive in deeper so maybe we should give our backstory of like how we met okay if you want you can give your back story okay about I guess your testimony I guess yeah how you 
got to where we met for the first time. Okay. In a short little snippet of time, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I grew up um, in a Christian home. Um, both of my parents were raised, uh, well, my mom was raised Catholic and my dad was raised like Protestant. Um, and then they both became um, Christians. And um, so I got saved when I was two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had like the Precious Moments Bible and I remember reading about like how Jesus died for our sins and I there was a picture of him on the cross and I remember like crying and asking my mom how I could have Jesus in my heart and she led me through like the prayer and everything um yeah so I um I've always been around Christianity that's like kind of the the basis and like or like the crux of my life um And then when I was um, 18, I, um, or I guess, well, when I was 14, I kind of like wasn't like super following Jesus. I was going to church and I knew who Jesus was and I knew that he loved me, but I wasn't, I didn't have like a firm grasp of like having a relationship with God instead of it just being like a go to church on Sunday thing. Um... So when I was 18, that's kind of when I was introduced to, um, having a a, like solid relationship with God. And that's kind of like the journey that I was on. Um, I was going to a new church, um, that was different from my parents and I started serving, um, at the young adults group and I was leading worship there, um, every Friday night. Uh, and that's when I met my husband that I didn't know was my husband. I wouldn't find out until five years later. <laughs> um, we met when I was 18. He was 21. Yep. You want to tell your yeah. side of it? Yeah, I can give a little short. <laughs> that's pretty so, short, right? That's yeah, yeah, that was perfect. Thanks. Good job. Thanks. Love you. I forgot you shit. <laughs> so, um, I, same thing like my wife, maybe a little bit different upbringing, but, um, you know, I grew up going to church. My family was first in the Catholic space, and then, I don't know why, but we ended up, like, stopped going to Catholic church, and we started going to a Christian church. I only remember going to a church called New Venture uh, with my mom and with my grandma. And we went there for a long time. Same thing. Uh, I was in and out of church on Sundays. I was always scared to go to the youth groups. You know, I just kind of was there because my mom was there. And uh, I grew up hearing the messages. Um, They didn't really, like, stick in I didn't really like get um, heard, I guess, or penetrated like through just hearing. It kind of went in one ear and out the other. And um, 
I did have some emotional experiences as a kid at church, um, you know, wanting forgiveness and kind of going through like sadness, times of sadness. My parents were like getting divorced and my dad was going through a lot of struggles in his life and they were struggling in their marriage and it just was like a lot for me as a kid to watch. So I was, I, when I went to church, it was kind of like an unloading of emotions for me at times. Um, and so I did grow up like raising my hand when they like kind of did like an altar call to, you know, ask God for forgiveness and, you know, put your faith in Jesus and you'll be saved. I rose my hand a lot, but you know, my, I did that a lot of times. So it's kind of hard for me to like check down exactly when I was saved, um, because of like doing that over and over but um it wasn't until like I was 21 until I actually like um resonated or resonated with the message of you know Jesus' love and sacrifice for my life and and just um at that age I just kind of reached the tipping point of of realizing how much God loved me and he showed me that through a bunch of different ways and obviously it was through the gospel through the message of Jesus and then also through like my family and through my friends and how I was like kind of like throwing it all away or I felt like I was going down a path that was throwing it all away and uh, once I woke up to that realization you know I gave my life to Christ when I was 21 and New Ventures a big church so I went to church that Sunday and like pretty much like almost literally after my 21st birthday around that time in January where I was like, you know what, I'm going to be all in for Jesus. Like I'm going to be all in on my faith. And uh, it, all in for me was like actually taking action and like seeking a relationship with God and and uh, connecting with his people you know, with my family, we become like brothers and sisters with everyone at church, and I just woke up to this, to this, uh, new, like, perspective, and I was just so hyped to be at church, and actually, like, connect with other people that knew this love that I just encountered with Jesus, and, uh, I was very introverted, and, like, not very open to talk with other people, very shy and insecure, and uh, God was like, you know, you need to connect with people, I want you to go to the young adults group, you know, I want you to be bold, and so I listened, and I ended up going to the young adults group for the first time, and that's where I met my wife, and that's kind of like where, where that story begins. Um, we won't go like into crazy details about like our whole story. But I guess the point... Maybe on another episode. Yeah. The point was, was like, how we got to church and how church played a big role in our marriage. And our friendship, really, actually. Yeah, our friendship and and our marriage. And most importantly, how, how it helped us in our first, like, of being engaged to our first year of marriage. Um... So starting from like our friendship where we met for the first time, 
how long was that period? It was five years, you said? Like four and a half. Four and a half years we were friends. And in that four and a half years, we met, we kind of built a lot of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who were some of the uh, people that were like the, the pillars or like the really strong? I would say like our pastors, um, like Tony and his wife. Tony and his wife. Um, and from there, you know, we met Charles. We met Charles and his, and his wife. wife. And then from there we met um, Owen, Owen and his wife, wife. <laughs> and then Justin and his wife, and Derek and his wife. And, and then um, it was Susan and Carl, mm-hmm. right? Susan, Susan and, and Carl. Carl. And I would say those were like the pivotal ones. Yeah. Right? Did I miss any? Sherry and Patrick. Sherry and Patrick. I would say we're another, like, pivotal. Oh, yeah. And then, like, we had a lot of, like, married friends, too. A lot of our a lot of our friends had gotten married young. Um, when we got married, I was 22, and you were 25. Mm-hmm. How so. did it feel to, like, have all those people, like, kind of in our corner, I guess? Um... I felt like kind of, well, it was like a comfortable feeling, like comforting. Um, I think that, um, like for me, I, not that I needed other people's affirmations to tell us, yes, this is a good thing, but I think that it definitely helped having like other married people, like in your corner to be able to kind of like bounce issues off of or like as you know Tony called them landmines things that could potentially be arguments later on in marriage I think that like that was really beneficial um and it was nice to have people to like pray with us and pray over our future marriage and people that were like cheering us on because a lot of it like having um having those people in our corner um it was so different because we had a, a, we also had a lot of people saying, "Oh, you're too young. You haven't experienced life yet." Um, oh yeah, we got you know. some pushback. Yeah, we had pushback too, and I think yeah. having the people in our court saying, "No, this is a good thing," kind of it made it gave validation to the decision that we had made. Yeah, it was like validation. And it also like was encouragement. And it was like very, yeah, encouraging. Um, when I look back, they kind of were like pivotal in certain points of our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, Carl and Susan. We were engaged when we met them. No, we were just oh, dating. Oh, we were dating. Yeah, we and, were just dating um, when we met them. Yeah. When we met. Um, Derek and Kylie and Justin and Summer, we were dating. Yeah, so they kind of saw us in our dating phase. And then... Even go back further, Tony, Tony and Charles. Tony and Emily, Charles and Coco knew us when we were, were friends. friends into dating. Yeah. So they were like our mentors. You know, like they were mentoring through. us individually. Yeah. Like, before we even thought about dating each other. Mm-hmm. So they... They discipled us 
um, and discipling pretty much like we were their students and they were teaching us how to how to live out you know our faith and our with our everyday life how to how to like go to God to handle certain situations or to seek him out um, in certain points of our life yeah so that was huge right I mean and it was crazy because we were around both of our families like when we were friends too yeah yeah we we were definitely spending a lot of time with each other you know we were together the same ones youth group worship worship young adults music um we even like you know did some teaching we're we're helping out in the middle school middle school age to high school age at church and we were helping out with the young adults which was like 18 to 25 years old So we did a lot together, you know, we got to know each other more, and while all that was happening, we really got, you know, poured into, and like, all within that period, you know, they, you know, I could say, like, looking back at Tony helped me kind of overcome a lot of, uh, well, he pointed me in the right directions to overcome a lot of, like, uh, things that I did. Pretty much that would he pointed me in an area where I can mature mm-hmm. as an adult, as a Christian, someone uh, that wants to do better. And a lot of it, you know, was you know you, you learn how to deny yourself. You know, you learn how to seek God, and to pretty much I was like being prepared to be a husband. Even, I know it wasn't like fully prepared. I don't think you could ever be fully prepared to be a husband. No, but, but I think like you and I definitely had like the right. You were going down a, a certain path too. Where you were learning like the hard way in relationships. Yeah, I had like two really um, unhealthy relationships. Yeah. Both of them were friends with my husband. <laughs> um, yeah. Which. And so I watched her go through all of that. (laughs) And he still chose me, so there's hope for you still. I watched her go through all of that, and then while also she was going through that, you know, she's getting counseling and mentoring too Mm -hmm. from these people that we were mentioning earlier, Tony and Emily. Mm -hmm. And they helped her. They helped her get through a lot of those, you know, really bad times for you, right? Yeah, well, I mean, those two relationships that I was in, I mean, they were from, like, 18 to, like, 20, I would say, were, like, so, like, two years, two relationships. I learned a lot about, like, myself, you know, and what, and who I was as a, as a person, and who I wanted to be, and... They were just, like, very unhealthy, like, very, like, abusive and just not, like, the best. Um, So I learned, like, what I wanted in a future husband as well. And it, like, you know, those relationships pointed me to a better, healthier relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I don't regret them. Um, Yeah. But. But it, it led you to going through all of that and having Tony and Emily and Charles 
be with you during those times kind of was preparing me right Mm -hmm. for marriage Mm -hmm. and at the same time I was growing and you know learning who I was like my identity in Christ and Mm -hmm. just what it what it meant to be like a a man Mm -hmm. like a a godly man Mm -hmm. and I had you know Charles and Tony kind of guiding me in that journey Mm -hmm. and ultimately like that was leading me to marriage Mm -hmm. even though we didn't know it yet Mm -hmm. and then um kind of skip ahead then we were going to another church new community Mm -hmm. and at that point we were already dating right we were kind of like serious dating um you would say right yeah i would say we were seriously dating we were serious dating um and you know we were we were both on the same page about you know if we were dating we wanted to get married you know that was the goal and uh dating with intention yeah exactly and we can always go on that topic later but uh at that point you know we wanted to learn you know what a marriage looked like um what kind of roles you know was involved in a marriage as far as the husband and wife role yeah so we surrounded ourselves with married people yeah and when we got to this church it was like god just handed us all of these people that were married yeah which was i mean like, it was like six different couples six couples yeah all older probably like 10 years older than us right yeah yeah probably like i would say like 10 years into their marriage at least mm-hmm. yeah and they really like helped us to well most importantly they really like encouraged us you know to seek like marriage was good mm-hmm. they were like yes marriage is good god you know loves marriage and uh you know we kind of already knew that we got like kind of confirmation with that and we saw all these couples and we saw them like thriving in their marriage mm-hmm. and we we're like wow you know this is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. i felt like when we got there it was cool like seeing all the married couples right mm-hmm. it was like pretty inspiring mm-hmm. I thought and I think that really pushed us to get you know for me to propose and like get into that um, next phase we were yeah. actually engaged right yeah and like during that time though like um like during our engagement we had lost my grandpa and my dad three months apart from each other and like well my dad passed away two months before our wedding so like that was hard to navigate through yeah and then like my cousin passed away six months after that so like like four months after we got married then we had like another loss in my family so it was like very like our first year was like not easy. No. We had to navigate through a lot of a lot of um, territory that neither of us had um, had ever like walked through before. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, when we were engaged, right? They like Susan. Well, Susan and Carl helped us when we were dating. It really mm-hmm. encouraged us to like seek marriage and to get married because mm-hmm. they knew that we wanted to get married mm-hmm. and, uh, 
you know, you were kind of like waiting, you know, you're like, when is he going to propose to me, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, I'm not really sure yet. And I'm like, I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they really encouraged, like, me as far as, like, trusting God and, like, really pushing towards marriage and, like, building up that courage to, like, do that, to, mm-hmm. to, to ask you to marry me. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. I think that's pretty huge. Well, at least for me it was because I'm very, like, uh, cautious, analytical type of person. So it was like, uh, it took a lot for me to, like, take that step. And uh, it was just, it was really nice having uh, that support and, you know, people to listen to what I had to say and you know what my thoughts were and um, that was just awesome that Carl and Carl and Susan were there we went through like this class about um, just uh, dating I don't remember the class it was what was it called I think it was called the Illumination Project Illumination Project really great class it's like um, branched off of the love and respect books um i don't know the author's names but it's actually the daughter of the author from love and respect that created this uh, other book or class that was for involved in dating relationships and leading up to marriage and so that was just it you know it gave us a lot of tools as we were like dating and then once we were engaged you know we got premarital counseling from Tony, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, a lot of these people just played, like, huge roles leading up to our marriage, and even to this day, you know, we still have all their numbers, and I kind of, like, skipped through a lot of, of uh, stories from each one of them, how they impacted our marriage, but... Yeah. Um, well, even after we got married, like, Owen and Teresa, they were, like, a huge part of helping us, like, deal with issues. Yeah. Deal with issues, like, how to tackle them, and just setting goals and being on the same page together. Yeah. Man, that was, like, I think that was really pivotal for, like, our first, a little over our first year, right? Mm-hmm. And just... That got us, like, motivated to take, like, action together. And that was just super awesome. That was, like, a huge blessing to both of us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what was, out of, like, having all these people, what's your takeaway, like, as far as sharing to other people, like, that are either about to get married or, or in their first year of marriage? Like, what would you say is the takeaway from all that experience of having everyone there Um, on our side I think I would say to be intentional about who you have in your inner circle yeah um I think for us we were really intentional about like we knew that we wanted to be around other successful marriages Mm -hmm. um that That was like a choice that we made yeah that held our same values and we knew that um 
we knew who we didn't want to be around and that was a lot of like negativity we didn't want to be around unhealthy marriages or people Mm -hmm. that were like in and out of marriage or like you know had like unhealthy like you know mindsets or whatever like we knew we didn't want to be around that and so we chose to be around people and other couples Mm -hmm. and not just couples but I but even like just even single people like just people in general we chose to be around people who were um who were going in the same direction as us and and who we knew like we could cheer them on and they could cheer us on and I think like being intentional with who you have pouring into you is really important because if you don't have like if you don't have a goal or you don't know like who you want to be around you like we've definitely had unhealthy people around us and I think we've we've reaped the the consequences of that too so would you say like to kind of sum that one step up was to like um, you know know who you want to be around I guess it can go back. It's like, know your values. Like, what do you want as far as your marriage? Know where you're going. Know where you, yeah, where you're going. And, like, figure out who those people you want to be around that align with that, right? Right. To make that decision. And, um... And I would say, like, filter what people say to you. Yeah. Like, be... Because a lot of people give you advice, right? Everyone, ha- everyone's going to put in their two cents and it's, it's your choice who you're going to listen to. I feel like a lot of people have really good intentions about what they say to you, uh-huh. but oftentimes some of those things aren't necessarily the most encouraging or the most affirming or the most uplifting, life-giving things that someone can say to another person. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's definitely something to like be careful of right as you're trying to figure out who you want to be around or yeah. who you want to let people in and that goes with like when you're single when you're dating when you're engaged when you're married like right now we're in a season of moving to a new state so we want to be intentional about who we have in our inner circle here yeah, in a different we're, state we're actually gonna have to reassess that and go out and try and find these that was the next question was like what would be like practical steps for people to go and like you know try and find these people like these married couples that you know are kind of further along where you want to be like how would you get to those people I would say just put it out there. Like, every time you talk to someone, make it known to people that this is what you're looking for. You know? Yeah. You don't have to be creepy about it. Like, I'm looking for for this person. Oh, look, it happens to be you. Yeah. But you can be like, you know... Because people are going to ask you, like, oh, like, what... Um, like, what brought you to this church? Or what brought you to this community group? Or what brought you to this state? Or this... You know, whatever. People are going to ask you those things. Share your intentions. And you can share... Yeah, I would say be open and share your intentions with people. And don't be don't be shy or scared or timid to, to be like, well, you know, my husband and I, we moved here from California. We moved to Tennessee. And 
we want to be around other couples that are like-minded and are goal-oriented and love Jesus and um, possibly like own their own business. Yeah. Because we want to be entrepreneurs. Right. I would. I mean, I would just be open about it. Be open with with your intentions. Be open about like who you are as a couple or who you are as an individual and get involved with groups like for me I love worship so I'm going to get involved with worship and then that's going to open doors for me to meet other people who are creative and you know being intentional about those things and so the other one was like get involved in some type of family yeah like like when, for us it's like church groups yeah like when we went to when we switched churches from new venture to new community we immediately got plugged in with other married groups yeah like, like how God we like made that happen like yeah that. we wanted to get married so we started attending married groups yeah or like we, relational yeah we immersed ourselves yeah we immersed ourselves in marriage before we even got married yeah um and, and I think that helped people. out a lot. Yeah. So, you know, know your intentions, right? I mean, well, know what you want mm-hmm. as far as your marriage, right? You can write it down. You can talk to your partner, you know. I think we even made vision, a list. Yeah, write a vision about how you guys want to be, right? Um, prayer, would that be another thing? Is like praying to God about, you know, what kind of values you want or reading the Bible. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you need to because, yeah, like, that, yeah. if you're if you're single, you need to be asking the Lord to help you like figure yeah, out your values yeah. because you're gonna carry those values into a marriage. Yeah. Or well, you're gonna carry those values into a relationship, and then that you're gonna make values in the relationship that you're gonna Together. carry into marriage, yeah. which then you carry those values that you make in marriage into your kids. Mm-hmm. And then your kids are going to carry those values that they were raised up on into their families in the future. So it's not just you right now as a single person. It's you and your future spouse and your future kids and their future kids that you need to be like thinking about. You have to think about like the big picture because if you're not thinking about the big picture, then you're just going to be focused on like today and what you're doing today and the choices that you're making today, which are good. But you also need to be focusing on like, okay, what are my values right now? And what do I want my values to be later on? Like, what do I want my kids to grow up learning and thinking and having their worldview as? Yeah, and that's, that's kind of like um, what we did Well, Owen and Teresa. They helped us kind of like, uh, helped us to like funnel everything that we had thought about and everything into a vision statement right that kind of helped us to like define all these values or like helped us to define our marriage which in in turn we were able to then figure out like what we wanted as a couple and not just what other people were telling us that we wanted yeah exactly we're we're not going to be like tossed around by other people's opinions now because we kind of we've defined and we sought out god Mm -hmm. We, you know, sought out people that are really close to us. We shared our vision. We shared our, you know, our dreams, our goals that we share together. Mm-hmm. And now it's like from there, now that we defined all of that, we now we go out and we share that intention with 
with people that we meet, right? Mm -hmm. And it's either getting involved in groups, um, can you think of any other ways? I mean, that's pretty much what I'm thinking about, is just going out and not being uh, timid or shy about it, right? Well, yeah, what I was thinking, too, is, like, um, Practical I think, like, if you're, if you're naturally, like, not outgoing, it's going to be a lot harder because yeah, you're going to have to, like, I'm just saying, like, we're naturally not outgoing. Like, I would rather sit in my pajamas and watch The Office all day than, like, go out and intentionally make new friends. Because yeah. I'm telling you, like, I've had the same four friends for, like, ten years. Like, I'm comfortable with my friends. I've grown up with my friends. My friends know me. They, like, we're comfortable with each other. Like, we're never not going to be friends because they know too much about me. Like, I, I have the same friends, and I've had the same friends, and I've made other friendships, but I've had the same core group of friends for a really long time. And it's really hard for me to think about going out and making new friends because that takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of energy but i feel like it takes money time i mean you it's yeah you're investing yourself into another person and i think like it's it's almost scary to do that because you're literally like it's like gambling you know well, that's why you got to know what you're looking for, right? right? I mean, that helps Yeah, because if you don't know filter. what you're looking for, then you could, like, invest all this time into somebody and have them treat you like crap, and that's not cool either. And you, I mean, even if you know, like, your values, that could still happen, but I feel like... Might not happen as much. It might not happen as much. You can probably filter out, at least from my own experiences, you can filter out a lot of, like bad eggs from your core friend group um if you know your own values and you're securing yourself um but i would say like just people aren't gonna come to you no you have to go and get other people yeah and that's what's gonna be the defining moment is like you're gonna go out and you're going to lead and you're going to be the leader and you're going to go out and get friends. And like some, I mean, that's like, I mean, I feel like people are comfortable in their ways and like people, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, being just with me and Raphael, but that's not going to grow me or, and that's not going to grow our marriage. That's just going to keep us comfortable. Yeah. We need people that are going to challenge us and- we need Help community. Us to shoot for big things, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like being comfortable all the time. So, yeah. I guess once you define what you're looking for, then it kind of guides you to where you need to go to find these people. Yeah. Like for us, a lot of it's church. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I are very creative, and we want to have like a creative like marriage and encourage that creativity in our family and things. So you know. We can end up, we can end up like choosing to go to like shows, or you know like meet and greets, or like some creative group mm-hmm. that we find some art, you know, event or something like that, and meet creative people that way. Yeah. Um, at church, you know, obviously there's a lot of 
groups in the church there's a big church and then there's like within that church there's like a lot of other groups like worship groups youth groups they got art groups and stuff, mm. like all different types of stuff so I guess it helped us guide and navigate where we're gonna go to find you know people that we want to be around yeah so like I just thought of this like you don't have the life you want because you haven't gone out and created it yet yeah exactly or you just kind of sheltered yourself yeah and you feel like alone and you're like we can be Whoa. our our own just dis- like destroyers yeah like we can we can tear ourselves down better than anybody else can because we're the ones that are making the decisions yeah. for ourselves no one can define for you like who you're supposed to be or like you know where you're going like only you can other people can try to tell you what they think that your life should look like or their version of your life for you but really yeah. you're the only one who has that power who has that control and until you realize that like you're always going to be stuck going in the direction that other people are telling you that you should go yeah that's why I think it's so important to know well, first of all, we had that foundation where we had a relationship with God and, you know, he defines like, he defines like who we are and what our gifts are and our abilities. And I felt like me and you, probably more so you had a grasp on like, you know, your giftings and things like that. For me, I'm still learning more, but it's always a continuous thing. But with that foundation, you know, we came together in marriage and we had these dreams that we had together, these desires, you know, that we shared. And we came together, we defined them, we got excited about them, we wrote them down. And then now from there, we have a roadmap on like, who do we want to reach out to? Who do we want to be around? You know, who do we need to watch out to not be around? You know, we, we know who we don't want to be around anymore. And, um, and we have people to like share, um, you know, challenges that we're going through that we trust and that we know that would challenge us instead of, um, you know, always feeling like we're alone. I feel like that's another problem too, is that it's good to handle your problems alone together as a couple, because you got to learn how to do that. I think at some points it's just going to be you and your wife and you have to handle them alone at least together and with God helping mm-hmm. um, but there are it is important also too to have that that backing of people there that mm-hmm. you trust and that you know can help you process your feelings and your thoughts with mm-hmm. and that aren't going to be biased you know, they're not going to be on Team Michaela, Team Michaela and like anti-Raphael and like, oh, yeah. Raphael's a bad guy. That's <laughs> another he's thing. Just, he's like, yeah, your husband's not doing good Yeah. kind of thing. But instead, they, they, they have a... I feel like that's more found in women. Side, yeah. Like, I feel like that is more found in women where you can like get together with a bunch of women for like a marrieds group or whatever. And then it just turns into, like, bashing on your husband. Yeah. And I feel like that's not okay. Like, like I would say that's something to watch out Speaking for, yeah. to, like, wives specifically, like, it's our job to protect our husbands. 
it's our job to like protect their character, their reputation. And that's and a big value to my wife. It is because I have seen so many marriages get destroyed because the wives are tearing their husbands down and they're seeing their husbands through this worldview of he's lazy, he doesn't do anything, he sucks, he's all these things, he's X, Y, and Z. And I feel like that's wrong. Like, that's not okay. Like, you know, Raphael is not perfect. We definitely have disagreements and arguments and fights. And Mm -hmm. we're definitely not, like, you know, our marriage is not, like, perfected. Um, However, I will never, ever... um, I vent to one person. I only call one person so you when I'm okay like. To vent, but it's very, you gotta be very cautious about who you vent to, right? I think that if you're going to vent, if you're like in the middle of an argument and you just need to bounce something off of somebody else, I would say keep it to one person and make sure that that person is number one on the side of your marriage, not just your side. So I yeah, they're gonna look out for both of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody that's going to call you out as well as, you know, be like, yeah, well, your husband was wrong in that, but he's your husband. Maybe he's feeling like this. So seeing it from both sides, not just One your side. side. Yeah. So like I call my mom and I know that like people are like oh my gosh like your mom like she's gonna be on your side but my mom is really really good because my parents didn't have like the healthiest marriage and so when I call my mom she's like hey you know I know you're upset right now but this is what I did in my marriage I don't recommend that you know Raphael's a really good guy and he's just trying to do his best let's pray about this and you need to go and apologize to him and you know and I I I need that yeah and I think that's important to have like if you're going to vent if you need to vent about something and I don't even vent to her about like on the regular it's not like I'm calling her every day venting about my marriage this is only like very rare occasions where I'm just super frustrated we're in the middle of an argument and I need somebody that I can be like, this is what's going on. What do you think? Can you pray for this? And it's very rare that I even that I even do that. Um, but I would say keep it to one person. Off of your experience, that's kind of like what you would recommend. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like once you get, like, let's say I'm in a group full of 15 women and we're all talking about our marriages and there's like a couple people that are going off about their marriage and all these other women are being like yeah girl like he's in the wrong I feel like the little fire would grow it does and then when she and when that wife goes home she's gonna be fueled up and then an argument's gonna happen guaranteed that night because she was fueled up in the negative about about yeah, yeah by multiple wives about her husband. Yeah. So I feel like there has to be a line drawn. And I I feel like, you know, as, like, oh my gosh. Excuse the noise. <laughs> as wives, I think that, like, um, 
have a responsibility to protect our husbands and not tear them down, you know, regardless of, I mean, if you're in an abusive situation, I feel like that's a lot different. You should definitely seek help on that. Um, but for like, you know, people, um, just avoiding the people that you don't want to be around Yeah. that might cause damage further if you let it, if you let, like, or if you end up opening up about certain things to the wrong person. And that doesn't mean you never open up. That doesn't mean that you fake it till you make just it. Wise. That just, yeah, it just means that you're wise about who you open up to, yeah. which again goes back to having that inner circle of people that you know are for marriage, that you know... Um, have the same values, have the same values yeah. as you, which then goes back to defining your own values. Because if you don't yeah. know your own values, then who you surround yourself around is going to be jacked up too. So, um, we're just sharing like experiences that we had problems and issues with before. So it's like we hope it, that's hopes of like showing you the the wrong way about going things and then how to avoid it. So. Um, Anything else like red flags that they should be careful of while people are trying to go out and, you know, get the right people around them? Obviously, it's like when you define it, you know, obviously going out to find these people isn't just like a clean cut. You're just going to find the right people right away, right? You might, you know, find a mix of people. Some of them will be good. Some maybe not. I guess that one's one, right? It's just being wise about who you vent to or open up to. Yeah. um, I would say get to know a person's values before you start, like, opening up to them about... Yeah. Yeah, I would say get to know them, right? Yeah. Um, Take some time. Get to know them. And I also, honestly, I really believe that some things in your marriage are left, are better left private between you and your husband yeah Um, and that's what you agree together with right right i would say you know everyone every couple's a little different i think for me and you though yeah we like i have friends in my inner circle that i talk to them about my marriage but it's only after i've already told Raphael, hey this is like I already let him know this is what I talked about with my friend. Or you would ask me beforehand. Or I would ask I would you beforehand. You know if I feel comfortable with right. you sharing that or not. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's I think that's key or important to let your partner know, like, hey, can I talk about this? Because you're on a team and yeah. you wouldn't want your teammate You don't want to go behind their back. Yeah, you wouldn't I wouldn't want you going to a group of guys and saying like, Oh, Michaela's this, Michaela's that, Michaela, you know, is immature, Michaela does these things. Yeah. Because that would make me feel betrayed. And you and when and you're it's married easy to do that if you don't if you're not really intentional about yeah. like, what you're saying. When you're married you're on a team. You know, we're Team Estrada, so we win together and we lose together, and that's something that, like, we hold to a really high standard in our marriage because we've seen the repercussions of it um, firsthand. So I think, like, for us, we we didn't want to um, we didn't want to make that mistake because we've already seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
you know, we still got a lot to learn. But I feel like we covered a, you know, a good amount of practical things as far as like, you know, knowing your dreams and your values and what you guys want to be as a married couple, what you don't want to find those things together. Mm-hmm. You know, set up boundaries that you have together as far as like what you're willing to share to other people. And who you let into your and lives. who you let in. You know, I, it's definitely a conversation to talk to, about with each other. Yeah. Like, I... And like, hey, what do you think about these people? You know, like, let's talk about it before we end up well, we've, out more. We've right? even had friends where you have, like, let the person know, like, I don't want you around my wife. Uh-huh. Because the way you're living your life is really unhealthy, and I don't want that around my family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, there's... Those are hard decisions to make. Yeah, Those you gotta easy. make them together. Yeah. You know, you gotta, like, talk about them. You know, sometimes you gotta be in the moment. I would feel like, right? There might that be some situation, situation was in the moment. In the yeah. moment. And I feel like as a man, you kind of get that instinct. I mean, or you have to build it. I feel like you build that instinct of protection. Um, but I feel like if you are on the same page about protecting your marriage and what you value and what you want to be and where you want to be Um, then it becomes a little easier to navigate through that through those like storms or through those moments yeah and you can you actually you can set your foot down and actually like say no yeah well there were even friends that I had that you were like I don't want you to be friends with them anymore because they're a bad influence on you yeah and we would talk about it and we would discuss like hey does this fit with like does this fit with who we really want to be, you know? Because I, I definitely believe that, like, the five people that you hang around the most is, like, who you, who, what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe that. I know we're not perfect in that. And it's like, I don't want to shut out everyone, you know, shut out everyone that we meet. But there's definitely got to be boundaries. And the only way you can have boundaries is if you know you know, together as a married couple about what type of people you want to have in your life. And I felt like God, in the beginning of our marriage, we didn't really think about these things that way. Um, We kind of just like went with the flow. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God, you know, really brought a lot of these people in our lives without us even like realizing it. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, man, I'm like super thankful that God did that. Um, but now he's like, you know, we've learned. He's given us that wisdom and that knowledge now. And it's like, we got to take action on it. And we also pray, you know, ask God to bring more people mm-hmm. in our circle or, you know, around us that would uh, encourage us to be, you know, closer to God, to achieve goals that we set together and just, you know, do great things together. Mm-hmm. So... Hopefully, you know, all of this stuff kind of helps you guys a little bit. Um, do you have a last note that you want to say or last word to people who listen to us? Um, Thank you for listening, if you listened this far. Yeah, if you listened this far, leave a comment of your favorite TV show. <laughs> or like, out of this whole conversation, what was, like... Yeah, that's probably better. (laughs) (laughs) What was, like, the, you know, the biggest takeaway you got from this? 
was it how for and what you guys want to hear in the future yeah too yeah we'd um, love to hear you guys Um, I think a take like a takeaway or like last note. Yeah. Um. Got this, baby. I'm on the spot now. <laughs> you don't like being on the spot too much. You have to don't. get. It has to be natural for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say. Uh, well, I mean, the first thing that came into my head was like to keep um creating the marriage that you want that's good instead of the marriage that like culture has said that you have or even like your past because i know like a lot of people have like jacked up pasts and then they feel like going into marriage like damaged goods or you know whatever like they're doomed to repeat their parents marriages Like, I know for us, that was a big hurdle that we had to overcome, was not repeating our parents' marriages. Um, So, like, we're in the process of creating the marriage that we want, the one that's going to represent the Bible the best. Yeah. Um, And it's like paving a new road. Yeah. Like, paving a new legacy for our kids. So that our kids can look back and be like, that's the marriage that I want. And they can run with that. So that's, that's really good, man. Sharing that. You're welcome. So yeah, you guys. Thanks again for watching. This is the Estradas. This is our episode number one. Numero uno. Hopefully the reporting went well. Hopefully. We don't really know yet. I don't know. <laughs> this is on a budget right now. It is. Um, you know, we'll continue to do this. But um, really thank you guys. Uh, love you guys. Even though we never met you. But uh, God bless you guys. And have a good rest of your day. Or night. Or night. <laughs>